who are you and what's your channel about? What can they expect from the content that you produce? Yeah, that's that's a loaded question because I've been I've been around the block on Twitch for a while. It's it's been since 2012. I've gone from League of Legends <laughs> to like horror games to I, I grew up on Friday the 13th, mm. Dead by Daylight, made the really weird jump to like just dance. So all in all, I really am just a variety streamer. Uh, this entire endeavor, if you will started as just a hobby and literally just a way to record all the funny things that me and my friends experienced in video games. It was really meant just for that. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that I would have more than two to three viewers. I never really thought that I would have a freaking check mark on my name. And I never thought that I would have, you know, my face in Times Square. But most importantly, I also would have never thought to have found so many friends and to have like raised so much money for charity like those those things made this entire 11 year journey like absolutely worth it for sure um but yeah that's me in a nutshell i'm a variety caster in terms of content that you can expect oh my lord it does i don't know anymore uh, I've been, <laughs> i mean i've been getting back into just dance i've been taking a, a pretty long break from it but you know i'm getting back into just dance if i'm not doing that then i'm playing hunt showdown or destiny 2 Typically, my stream is a little bit more mature in audience, not so much that we're like super edgy or anything, but like really we do talk as adults in my community. Definitely known for a lot of my hot takes, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) a lot of really like unpopular hot takes. Uh, You know, I always joke that I'm like a liability (laughs) to work with uh, because I, I do say a lot of things that people really might not find I don't know, appetizing or appealing, but like, I I think people on the internet kind of forget that a lot of people are just multifaceted in general, right? Like, especially in this content creation space, like people forget that content creators only show you what they want you to see and that there's a lot more behind the door that people don't know. And I, I'm not like that. You know, I really am. When I say I'm a genuine person, you're getting everything you see on screen. And I think a lot of people that have met me, a lot of my community that have met me can kind of like vouch for that. It's like, yeah. yeah, dude, just because he likes one thing or he does one thing, it doesn't mean he's like a terrible person, whatever it may be. Like, you know, you can say anything on the internet. Someone's going to villainize you for it. Mm. I'd like to think I'm a good person with all the good that we've done. But yeah, a lot of hot takes. Yeah, you. I mean, you like to keep it <laughs> spicy. For, we keep uh, it spicy, man. That's that's what that's what some of your chatters are saying over there. Is keep it spicy. <laughs> I, I I've been there. I've been. I mean, I've I've worked in your stream a number of times. I've actively participated in it, and I, I think that's absolutely true. And that's why I like what you do. Uh, and you do tell you do, you often tell it how it is. And I think uh, in in a world of content creation where people are trying to be as appealing as possible. I think most people would, would kind of keep their mouth shut in particular instances. And I think uh, what you do is, is awesome because uh, you, you just don't give a crap, dude. And that's fine because uh, you're, you're genuine and sincere with it. So uh, thanks. Thanks for keeping it spicy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's, I, I know we call it spicy, but it's like, I, I don't think it is sometimes, right. you know, like just I think if, pe- if people were to have these conversations in person, it would be a normal conversation. Right. But right. because we li- like you said, we live on the Internet and then we also live in the age of the Internet where content 
sometimes gets taken askew and people post like full clips without, or clips without full context uh, and stuff like that. And I, like I said, I think I, I don't think the pandemic helped at all, but that for sure made it worse. But mm-hmm. I think being able to say things and say what you want, people always complain, like you can't say what you want anymore. Like, no, you can, you just have to be smart about it and you have to, you have to say it the right way for sure. Cause I know a lot of people, I know that there's a lot of people you, you can, scroll Twitter all day. You're going to find somebody that says something literally just for shock value. And like how, man, how sustainable is that? Right? Like it's not Mm -hmm. like shock value is rarely ever sustainable. It's people like that. I I just shake my head at, and then I'll just, you know, I'll bark at them on Twitter or something. I'll just roast them them real quick and then I'll just keep it moving, you know? And, and you know, the, the, the point that you make about Twitter, that's honestly where I, that's where a lot of that comes from for me in terms of my experience with you calling things out as they are. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, oh, I mean, I remember Twitch featuring you somewhere on social media, uh, you know, with your face in Times Square and all that. I think right around that time, I was like, that cool, like another Asian guy, I'm down, like that's awesome. So I, I followed you and I remember at the time I hadn't yet. Uh, made it to one of your streams, but I I followed you on Twitter as well because I found it on your page, and yeah, I was like, bro, this guy this this guy's got takes, and I'm cool <laughs> with that. And I just I I can't even remember specifically because I'm sure there was a number of things that you call people out on, but that's the one thing I can rely on from you is that consistent <laughs> ca- calling it out the way you see it, and I think that's oh, a, that's freaking refreshing, man. Um, you know, you you mentioned that you've been on Twitch for a long time. Uh, what got you into this whole streaming thing? What got you into this initial uh, bout of content creation uh, when you first started? One of my friends had introduced me to Twitch when I was still in college. And um, I used to follow this dude, Civ HD. For anybody that's in the League of Legends community and that's been in the League of Legends community since like the start... Yeah, uh, you'll know who that is. And for a lot of people that don't, Civ uh, HD was one of the first like League of Legends streamers to hit like a million dollars for charity uh, in 24 hours. And I believe somebody can fact check me. I believe it was for Save the Kids or Save the Children. Mm-hmm. I thought that was incredible. And I was like, dude, I've always, you know, again, being a gamer myself, I was like, that's incredible. I didn't realize you can do so much good with video games and, you know, not even like, doing something in person like literally people just watched this and then donated to it and and it rallied so many people one of my first streams was a fundraising stream which was for uh typhoon Haiyan, which i don't if you remember that mm-hmm. was that that was a typhoon that hit the philippines absolutely devastating and again this was somebody that was just starting I ended up raising just over like $500. And this was before affiliate was a thing. This was when partner guidelines was like, you need 500 concurrent viewers like mm-hmm. daily. And I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to do some good, bro. So we, we literally just tried our best. And through the power of uh, word of mouth, you know, I, it was, it was for me, I wasn't on Twitter at the time, but it was, you know, I used Facebook. And, mm-hmm. and we reached our goals using Facebook. I, I reached out to League of Legends groups, League of Legends Chicago, League of Legends Midwest. And, and you know, we dude, for for somebody that had just started to hit $500, I was like, that's pretty incredible. 
clearly there's something special here. You know, we'll just do it for fun and we'll just see where it takes us. And, and you know, spoiler alert, we're, we're here, but right. Um, yeah, obviously there was a lot that happened in between, but that was, that was like 2012, 2013. That's a huge deal, man. And I got to share with you that for me, what got me into Twitch was league of legends uh, actually, a yeah. combo, a combo of League of Legends and StarCraft II. Uh, I was actually watching StarCraft II to begin with, and then through all the esports that was happening at the time, of course, League of Legends took over at that time. So I started watching a lot of Twitch. Like, I was already in the Justin TV days, just watching random stuff. But obviously, when the push for all the, the esports started to happen, and you started getting the the pro tournaments of StarCraft and, and League, it just, for me, it was the same thing. So I I recognized the name. I was around at that time, just lurking in random streams, just watching things. And that's freaking awesome. I appreciate that also it was charity work that really made you take the leap into uh, Twitch because uh, for me, it was Extra Life. Extra Life was kind of the thing that I was like, oh, I could totally stream and do some good with some gaming. And so I love I love that that's part of your story uh, because you were in those times where it was very much what I would almost consider the Wild West of like streaming and content creation. <laughs> yeah. What were those times like for you? Like, what was that like just figuring it out alongside so many other people and trying to figure out like what to even do? Because we don't even have... Like, we didn't even have half of the stuff that's available to us now as creators, right? So, like, nah. what was that like for you to get started? Um, I mean, again, so I had, I really had no vision of mm. what was going to happen after that, uh, that charity stream. So, um, you know, I, I had s- small tunnel vision. So it was that, that was it. I was like, you know what? It was cool to do that for like family and friends. So we'll just keep doing that. And it's, it was fun to record all of, you know, I have all of these like fond memories and, and I've said it sparingly before on stream, but like one of my greatest fears is to just forget, you know, be forgetful or, you know, get hit with some type of uh, disease where I don't remember anything, whatever it may be, Alzheimer's. I, it was really just a way for me to record content, but Dude, the, the like you said, the Wild West, the content, man, it was <laughs> it was crazy because I didn't have, like you said, nearly, I don't even think close to half the tools that I have now, right? Like I'm rocking a two PC setup, not to flex, but like I I my PC when I started this was almost on fire, like it seemed like <laughs> monthly. Uh for anybody here that that comes to my channel, I'm a big, I'm a big AMD hater. And it's because of what they did to me when I was in college, right? Because AMD was the affordable choice in chipsets for literally all across the board, graphics cards or CPUs. But it got to a point where I had bought like three of their CPUs and it was because of their FX series that I now have trust issues. And everyone's like, no, they got good. But too much trauma when I was trying to run a single PC setup off of an FX series chipset. And, you know, those people think they got tech issues today. Yeah. Uh, dude, no, like you said, when people are when we were all trying to figure this out in the early days, man, it was it was far, <laughs> far worse because we didn't even think about two PC setups. And, you know, we didn't have half the tools like these stream decks and, and whatnot. So OBS wasn't nearly as robust as it is now. Oh, yeah. I never really used I never used anything outside of OBS. So I don't have that kind of experience with like XSplit or 
anything else. But yeah, OBS wasn't even close to being that robust, this robust uh, back in the day. So tech issues today are, I don't want to be like that person that's like trying to one up everybody's issues. It's just like, I know tech issues today are so minuscule compared to what we had to deal with way back when, you know? Yeah, dude. You know, I, I started with X split of all things. And man, even back then, it was so freaking limited. Like we couldn't do a whole lot anyway back then. Same with OBS. And so I felt like you had to be a whole, like you had to be pretty freaking creative to do things or to make things happen. And like you, like my computer at the time was made up of just random parts that I could like buy from friends for like a reasonable amount of money uh, which I didn't have a lot of at the time. And like like you, yeah, it always felt like it was overheating or like it could barely make something work while trying to stream simultaneously. So, dude, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Yo, freaking insane. I, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, I like you, I had a hodgepodge of parts that, you know, I either bought secondhand. I mean, I'll fondly remember my AMD... HD <laughs> 5870. Wow. I don't remember if that's the exact model, but I do remember that was like the first big boy graphics card I had. And it was, you know, a generation late, but I was so excited to have something <laughs> that wasn't trash. And um, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, those AMD FX chips, those, those will forever be ingrained in my head because they were <laughs> so awful to me, but they were what got me through it. And they got me really more into PC gaming in general. I've always been a PC gamer. I've been across the board, just consoles and PCs. But yeah, that, I think when I started streaming, for sure, that's when I started leaning heavily into PC stuff because I, I couldn't afford a capture card yep. and I could never stream from my consoles. So, um, yeah, I listen. I'm right there with you. Honestly, dude, <laughs> the my streaming PC is a hodgepodge of old used parts because the streaming PC doesn't require right. that much power. But that's exactly what that is. That that is built out of a bunch of leftover stuff. I think I have yeah. like a 1060 in there. <laughs> it does fine. It does yeah. great. It did, it does the job, man. As long as you can make it work, that's really all that matters. Because I always hear like newer streamers or people who are trying to get into it. They're like, oh, I'm researching what I need or I'm trying to figure out what what all I need to get. And it's like, you don't you don't like if Uh like I usually ask them, do you have a computer that works decently? Do you have a reasonable Internet connection? If you're good, like even like a halfway decent machine then you can get going. And if you're not gaming, if you're doing stuff like just chatting or you're doing stuff that just might need a webcam or two, that, like, you could start with whatever you've got. Most people have the stuff they need to do. And phones now could achieve a lot if you're just trying to get started. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, the fact that you can do IRL streams from your phone, I need to figure out how people keep their phones from overheating, but I, I did do that for a bit. And then I sat out in the sun for just a little bit too long. And my phone fried, but um, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, you can use your phone as a webcam these days. Like, you know, mm-hmm. having webcams are great. They are, they're, they're awesome. But like when you're getting started, man, and I, I always advise people against 
making the huge like purchases unless you're really bored and you've got money then whatever right. dude go for it but i always i always tell people the best teacher is like learning how to use the shitty equipment first <laughs> yeah because then you kind of learn to appreciate what you buy into when you upgrade and stuff but like also like you said right back in the day we had to get really creative with how to do things and how to get things working and i think that is also a great teacher when it comes to streaming because Mm -hmm. honestly, if you can get past using older or aged equipment, tech issues ain't shit. Like you're going to get it down pat, right? Like outside of things that are out of your control, like a power outage or an internet outage. I don't think there's many tech issues that I've run into where I started like scratching my, like scratching my head and being like super confused and stuff until I started doing like the the wonky like multi-camera work for like some of my charity streams. But right. outside of that, you know, I always tell people like if you want to get started, dude, like you said, just get started. You'd never know what's gonna hit. And I still I'm still in that boat. Like yeah. I was just talking to my moderators, like, bro, I might get back into painting Warhammer on my channel because one, that was a shit ton of fun. Hell yeah. Uh but also like, you know, I I've I joke. But I've like committed channel suicide like three different times at this point. So it's like <laughs> content needs to keep rotating for me. I don't think I can stick to one thing. Right. Um, right. Especially so yeah, when, just, when you've been doing this as long as you have. Like it's it, oh. it'd be tough to like stick to the even like two or three things given <laughs> how long it takes. Right. Like the cycle, the life cycle of a of a streamer specifically is there there aren't many people around for as long as you've been right yes and no i mean it depends right like i think it i think that's kind of a subjective question fair because like because like yeah anybody can have a really old account and say that they've been around twitch for a while right but like i think it comes down to like what you consider to be relevant and and whatnot so really you know, from 2012 to, oh, fuck, uh, 2017, mm. I think, is one is, dude, literally, it was just me streaming to, like, my friends. Like, I was nobody. And then just per chance, you know, in 2017, I got this huge jump in viewers and followers because mm. I ended up in a game with some popular YouTubers. Tell me about that. Tell me how all that went down. Oh, yo, we're we're going into the yeah. Let's yeah, let's the, get let's get in the time machine, dude. Let's hear it. Yeah, this is, this, <laughs> not only the time machine, but this is also probably like the messiest era for Asian sensation. It's like mm. the the dark origin story, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, hear it. I, I you know I I stray I don't stray away from the story. I've talked about it many times. Mm. Um, but I yeah. So one fateful day in 2017, I got into a Friday the 13th game. Uh, with uh, Gorillafent and Bryce Games, mm. or Bryce McQuaid, as he's known on YouTube. Yeah. Both very large, very wonderful content creators. Um, but yeah, I got into one of their lobbies, and we played a couple games together. And, uh, you know, my laugh and my screaming is ultimately <laughs> where people are like, who the fuck <laughs> is this guy? He's a... This kid is a wild cannon. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I didn't. And I mean, you know, I've got a pretty crazy laugh and scream. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, I sound like a fucking witch 
and a hyena put together. <laughs> um, and those were the back in 2017. Speaking of getting started, I did not have a good microphone, friends. I had <laughs> I had like this this microphone slash like headset like earphone earplug headset from like China. Oh yeah, yeah. And it it it, it was it had like the pink cord, the pink aux, and like the green aux for like line in and microphone. Like it was yeah. that old. Uh-huh. So imagine. Imagine having that like high pitched scream and laugh going through that thing. Like I was peeking <laughs> all over the place, but people loved it. And that's that's where the channel eventually got uh, got affiliated. <laughs> I got affiliated <laughs> off of that game. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> that's amazing. And I should have I should I, I didn't know this story specifically. I should have known it was like I'm, I should have known it was your scream and your laugh that like helped like helped get you out there because it's very it's very uh freaking like it's very memorable and unique and i remember i and i think that's why i probably followed you was seeing a clip or a highlight on on socials um because i'm pretty sure twitch used that too when they were promoting you i'm like oh yeah that dude that dude looks hilarious like he's he's a freaking riot so and like you said, yeah. you were you were streaming like I think many of us can relate to pretty much your friends for for years. What six, what was six years, man, six years, man. Like what kept you doing that? Was that just because you were just having fun or like what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just, it was literally it was literally that. And like I, I don't advertise it as much um, because. I honestly don't remember what's on these clips, but if you go far back enough, if you go far back enough, there's definitely older clips and stuff. And I just, again, to remind everybody of the times, like things change. So I don't remember what was said on those clips. I know for sure. I don't say anything sus. I can't account for all of my friends, but I mean, there's clips from like us just screaming during like the old PUBG days, like the, just fucking, yeah. I think season three of like League of Legends. Yeah, man. I mean, it was to me again, those are like memories. Those are things I cherish. So like literally that's all I was doing it for. And I think I think that's something I usually try to tell people when they get frustrated with their growth journey mm-hmm. on Twitch. I think people absolutely fucking forget how how long it takes and like how long it can take because like i said uh for six years i was streaming to literally only family and friends i had no intentions of ever growing on this like there was always a small thought of you know if this turns into something then you know we roll with it but really like you said it was family and friends and charity that that got me into this thing and kept me going for six years so Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's six years to even get noticed. It was almost like a month to get affiliated after that. And then it was a whole like a little over a year to get partnered after that. So like when people sit there and, and complain about their growth journey, I always try to like, I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, it took you a year to get to this point. Well, let me tell you how hard it was for me. Like, that's not right. what I'm trying to do. But I think people always need to understand that they're, they shouldn't be comparing themselves to others in terms of how fast they see success on this platform or any of their platforms. Right. Right. Um, you know, you got, you got to move at your own pace. And even if your pace is slower than others, you got to remember why you're doing it. And I think I always say, if you're doing this for money, one, probably 
the worst and wrong reason, the only wrong reason, but two, uh, if that is your reason, then I just, I always tell people, I always try to remind them, uh, like you said, like you, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you straight. Mm. It's not easy. <laughs> so yeah. I always, I always joke about people trying to make content creation, uh, like they're living and, mm. and, I always say, dude, don't do it. Like, don't put all your eggs in that basket. Diversify your revenue. Diversify your skill set. Make sure you have a better backup plan. Yeah, six years, man. Six years of family and friends. One, one to two viewers max wow. for six years. And I think that rings true for so many people here on this platform who stream, right? Like, looking at the stats like if you are even an average if you have an average viewership of over 20 you're like in the top 1.5 percent of streamers right like even yeah, even with, it, with 20, most people stream to one to three like you're saying right yeah yeah it's a I, I it's a couple of years old now so i don't know if the statistic is still true but i remember reading that if you had a consistent viewership of 15 viewers then you were in the top like 10 percent of streamers of twitch mm. because you're absolutely right like if you go to any any category right now and you scroll all the way to the bottom you are going to be scrolling for a really long time to see how many people are literally just streaming to one one or two viewers yeah dude so when people get frustrated at like Oh, I'm stuck at like 10 viewers. I'm like, I don't think you realize how good that is. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole nother side of that discussion for people that were more popular than that and have what's the word uh, opposite of growth? <laughs> Shrunk? Declined. <laughs> declined. Yes. Sure. For people that have declined to those numbers, I totally empathize with that. But like for people that are still growing and they're they're frustrated with their numbers, it's like, dude, I just hope people realize how well they're doing. I, w I wish I could tell every single one of those people like, dude, you're doing great. You need to just, you need to chill, but right. you know, you're doing something right. If you've gotten to that point, you know, you know, you, you, um, you mentioned uh, talking about like how you've committed channel channel suicide, I guess was the phrase that you used. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that, because I think that's definitely something that a lot of people might even relate to. Like when you when you talk about. Sounds like damaging your channel or your 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 viewership, like what are your thoughts on that or what what has led you to say that that phrase specifically? OK, uh, yeah, I really should change that phrase for mm -hmm. triggering sake. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I've been saying it for years, so that's on me. I really should change it, especially considering my background as a mental health advocate. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be the genuine person I claim to be if I don't practice what I preach, right? So when I say I commit channel suicide or basically a refresh, uh, it's basically me shifting my content to something that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. So if I'm no longer happy doing something, why would I continue to make my life miserable by doing it? Like I'm always here to make people laugh. I'm always here to entertain others. I'm always going to be in it for that. That's like the best part about this is uh, if I can make one person, you know, smile or laugh or just type in LOL, dude, my day's made like that stream is a success. But like I said, over those years of all these years of streaming, you know, it, things get stale. 
you know, things I get bored. I'm a human being, man. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, my first time, I guess we might as well make the, make the switch now. My first time refreshing my content on the channel and basically dunking all of my statistics and, and stats and whatnot was making that switch from like Dead by Daylight over to Just Dance. That's mm-hmm. easily without a doubt like the biggest one because the one before that was League of Legends into you know being a, a Friday the 13th slash Dead by Daylight streamer. Uh, I think the biggest and most important one was that switch from Dead by Daylight into Just Dance because there was so many different moving parts involved. And for anybody that's been there from the start, absolutely knows about this. Uh, there was drama. There was <laughs> there was betrayal. There was everything, man. But it, 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 all in all, it was one, believe it or not, laughing and screaming every night at the fucking caliber that I do is actually very harmful to your throat. And it did at one point I was losing my voice almost weekly. Wow. So I was like, I, I can't keep doing this. I'm sure if I saw like a, like a ears, nose and throat, uh, doctor, They'd probably be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, are you singing karaoke like badly every freaking day? Like, what is going on here? But yeah, like that was taking a toll on me. So for health reasons, I was like, I can't keep screaming like this because, dude, my throat hurts. Like, period. That's it. Mm -hmm. I have a very big chip on my shoulder against Dead by Daylight. I think it's the (laughs) most... I am not a. Uh, I'm gonna be nicer with my words tonight, but right. I don't think it's a very well made game, considering the size of the community and player base. I I find very little room for excuses for the problems that still persist to this day from whence I quit. Mm-hmm. Like if those problems are still there today, man, I I don't know what you're doing, but I I don't like their community as well. Their community I find to be very toxic, and I used to play with. I used to play with some pretty toxic streamers. Like, let's just, let's put her there. You know, I say who it is all the time on my channel. I'm not going to be that messy on yours. All right. But unless you want me to, dude, listen. (laughs) But yeah, I I did it to get away from shitty people, period. And like I said, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be who I claim to be if I didn't follow through with those things, right? Like one, the game wasn't making me happy. Like it is the most infuriating game to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I play video games for fun. I say this as I play like the sweatiest shooters. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to put myself through that kind of emotional and mental trauma. It's just not fucking worth it. So that's like the first thing. I, I guess that's also considered advice for anybody that's starting out. Like, dude, you got to do whatever makes you happy. To me, I don't care about the stats nearly as much. I don't care about the sub revenue as much. Again, this was a hobby. So I did it to literally just get away from that. And, and you know, I guess the second reason, like I said, was to do something that does make me happy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people had no fucking clue that I love dancing. Like a lot of people didn't know that I was in a dance crew in college. A lot of people didn't know I grew up breakdancing in middle school. It was really cool when I eventually found Little Siha mm-hmm. and I... I, you know, hung around that community for a bit. And I was just like, man, she is 
such a breath of fresh air and literal like sunshine to the internet right now. Like the way she, the way she's always having a good time dancing and she's always smiling and she's always putting all that good energy out there. And she's not the type of person that's just like always that type of happy. Like she does get real with people on the internet and stuff. And she has a much more elegant way of talking on the internet than I do. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I really resonated with that. And uh, when I started streaming Just Dance, you know, that I was like, man, this is so much more fun uh, than being upset at Dead by Daylight every night. You know, right. it's way more like it, it like the switch in my head just like flipped because I had spent a year a little over a year hanging out with just some of the most toxic people. And of course, because that was my come up on Twitch, mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. Right. I figured this is how it is. I'm, le- I'm learning from these people that are clearly successful on YouTube and stuff. So this must be the way to do it. Mm. I, I, again, me being new to it, I didn't realize that that was only one way to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was really cool when the just dance community had kind of like, welcomed me with open arms because it was i was like man uh, i didn't know you could truly truly be yourself uh and still find success and find great people on here you know yeah that's really awesome that you were able to find that with just the just dance community uh with avery like it, it it's so night and day too when you think about like the how some communities can be quite negative and, and toxic to a degree. Right. And then you have someone like, we'll see how, man, she's just so absolutely like diametrically opposed to that kind of attitude. Like that is not the vibe you get at all when you hang out in her streams. So for sure, for sure. And, um, and, and yeah, so like you said, when it comes to these communities, on Twitch or on Twitter, online, wherever, when it comes to these communities, like, dude, what I had thought was my community. I mean, they turned their back on me real quick when I had left because they thought that I was using somebody to just basically get partnered. But I was like, I got partnered off of playing just dance. That was the push I needed. You Mm -hmm. motherfuckers, y'all were ready to leave me and y'all did leave me when I started playing something else. So don't come at me with that. But like these communities, they can be such an echo chamber. Yeah, And I think it's super easy for people to get lost in that sauce for sure. And I think that that is also really like, to me, that's like super important when it comes to switching things up on my channel. It's like, dude, I, I don't want to be stuck in this echo chamber of uh, opinions and stuff because dude, again, they're all going to attract what, you know, they're all going to attract each other. We're mm-hmm. having those resound like those same opinions or same views on things. And I was just like, I don't want to be part of none of that. So uh, I, yeah. I, like I said, for, for the sake of me, at least mentally, I was like, I can't be around that shit, man. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was really cool to see that other side of Twitch basically, like I said, welcome me with open arms. And I was like, Oh my God, you can have fun while you're doing this. This is crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, dude, I, I think if, I think if people ever hit that wall or that block or they're just not happy anymore, man, you, you, you got to switch it up. That's awesome. I got a note to you that between like uh, the Warhammer category itself, as well as like makers and crafters when they're painting the minis, those are mm-hmm. some of the coolest communities I've seen on Twitch. There's some, there's some, really, yeah, there's some super welcoming people. There's just some very friendly folks in 
in the like I paint minis category, as well as the Warhammer enthusiasts that I've seen uh, on Twitch. I admit I'm not a massive player or fan of it, but because my friend Arc Fox is, I just kind of see the stuff in the peripheral and I hang out in his stream as well as a couple others. So I think I think I would encourage you if you are into the the experience of finding other corners of Twitch that could be completely welcoming or just give give that kind of support. I feel like within those communities you may find some more love as well. So that's just been my experience seeing folks like that uh in in those respective categories of uh Warhammer and makers and crafters, the ones that paint stuff. So but no, that's that's dope though. I mean, we were we were talking about it in chat today because Godfiend, like you said, he shows he posts his um he posts some of the minis that he paints in, in like our mod channel and stuff, and he shares it there. And it's always so just so fucking cool to see what people do because while the models are always gonna be somewhat the same or similar, the way people paint is so different. I I we did one not too long ago before I had moved, but I was painting one of like, I didn't want to commit to buying a whole army or a whole like set of units. Mm-hmm. So I bought one of those, like, I think they're like six inch figures or whatever that like Todd McFarlane had collaborated with. So I have one of those and I got started. And then, you know, as you would know, I went to the Philippines and got stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I came back and then I had to move. So it's in a box somewhere, but I had a lot of, I had so much fun painting that. And honestly, I didn't realize it, but it was so good for <laughs> another hot take here. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who runs hella ads on his channel. Uh, <laughs> it, it was so fucking good to be able to just paint and like jam out to music, which gets muted on my VODs anyways. Yeah. But to just like paint, listen to dope music, chop it up with my community. And before I had known it, like at the end of one stream, it was like six hours long. I normally stream for half of that. Yeah. So I was like, bro, this thing had me, this thing had my attention for six hours, man. Like yeah. that's insane. Dude. So I, I talk about it. I joke about it all the time, but like, I kind of want to get back into it as soon as I yeah. find that figure and I get another brush. Cause I fucked my brush up. Cause I was doing a lot of dry brushing and the starter set only came with one brush. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to do any fine details with this. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as I get, get that out of a box and find another and get, you know, get new brushes and stuff, I honestly wouldn't mind getting back into it because yeah, man, who wouldn't want a, a solid community like that? And and like I said, doing something that you love for such an extended period of time and jacks up that ad revenue. <laughs> dude, let's go, man. Let's let's go. I'm in. I'm all in. Hell yeah, dude. dude. I, I encourage you to, you know, when you when you're ready or you, you know, when you find all that stuff, give it a shot. There's there's some cool ass people in like uh by extension like the the makers and crafters community i mean um in chat tapar says the gundam streams were similar i remember you doing a little gundam and there's just such a healthy we're like we're getting into my territory now in that i'm part of the lego community i i build lego a lot of us stream in the makers and crafters category or 
uh, just chatting categories, but we're building Lego. And then like, there's kind of this peripheral, like we're all adjacent to like Gundam builders and mini painters. So a lot of those groups and a lot of us Lego builders, we build Gundam as well. And so it's just, this that community because you were talking about how your experience with the just dance uh community and avery's channel and all that was just such a positive experience like you i went from variety streaming to mostly lego at some point and that community was for me what just dance was for you where like i had never felt so welcome and like people were so awesome about saying oh dude welcome to like lego on twitch and it's like that it's like that weird like pocket that you never knew existed and like out of the woodwork all these people started showing up they're like you like lego dude hell yeah and you know like i said the the minis and like the the gundam stuff on the side are very similar and a lot there's a lot of intermingling with those groups so I'm just going to say, man, when you're ready to get into that, just to even experience a different side of Twitch, I, I highly recommend, dude. So, I mean, dude, you got the <laughs> you got that Bowser sitting in the back and I Yo, saw that was yeah. on sale. Yeah. It was on sale this week. And I was like, bro, I'm about to act up. I'm about to make a <laughs> like a really irresponsible purchase. But it looks so cool, dude. Yo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've done a couple Legos on streaming, uh, like just like the Warhammer thing, like. Dude, I spent hours, way longer than I normally stream for, mm-hmm. uh, literally just building. I had built the um, the BD one, which you know, shout out to Jedi Survivor that just came out. Great, yeah, game. yeah. Just finished it today, yeah. And then I Dope. built the the baby Groot, and dude, those streams were fantastic. Like, Hell yeah, I, I literally just turned on music. Anybody that came in chat, you know, we were just chopping it up, having normal conversation. And yeah. I, you know, again, great for ad. <laughs> great for ad revenue. I'm never going to stop pushing the ad revenue. I think I it's love one of the how- best things. I think it's one of the <laughs> best things Twitch has done. But, you know, that's another hot, spicy take that I don't think the Internet's ready I, for. I love how that's your your <laughs> your takeaway. You're like, yo, it was so good to ad rev. <laughs> okay. But like Loki, you want to talk? You want to know why I'm such a big fan of it? I mean, like I, I kind of know your spiel, but for those you know listening or watching, I'd love to have you like describe your your thoughts and your take on it. I think this is a pretty age old, since the dawn of time topic. For the longest time, everybody on Twitch has been complaining about wanting a better sub split, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, I can't, I tweeted this out recently. I think it was like about a month ago. Instead of a better subsplit, I was like, you guys, maybe instead of a better subsplit, I think you guys need a better perspective. Because people are sitting here and they've been complaining, adjacently complaining about, you know, thing reasons for why they're subscribed, like their community should subscribe to them. Mm-hmm. If we're not getting more than 50% of the cut, I'm like, well, honestly... You guys want a better subsplit? Let's do the math. So I literally did the math one day, and mm-hmm. I took my prior month's revenue, right? the The entire amount of money that I had made, or no, I took all the subs and I multiplied it by five because that would be what a one hundred percent subsplit would be if if Twitch didn't take any money from me. Mm-hmm. Then obviously I, uh, I I cut that in half to figure out what fifty percent was. Mm-hmm. Then I took my ad revenue for the month, and then I added it 
to the 50% that I, that I get from my sub revenue, those together. And, uh, I divided that by what 100% would have been. And it Mm -hmm. came up to like a little over 60%. And I was like, your better sub split is right there. You can still convince your community to subscribe to you and your month you get, you still stretch their dollar because one, they don't even see ads. Like what a great fucking thing to not have ads on Twitch. We all know that it's the bane of the viewer's existence. That's fine. Yeah. But it's in my opinion, one of the best things to convince people to subscribe to you or at the very least use their Twitch prime on you because Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody gets a Twitch prime sub every month. I know most people reserve it for like one specific streamer, but for anybody that does it rotating, you know, that's a great reason to use it. But I'm in this very rare situation where I know my subscribers every month. I know what that baseline is going to be. I don't want to say that arrogantly because I'm very thankful for those loyal community members that stay subscribed to me. I know exactly what that's going to be every month. And because they're all sub to me, they're never going to see a single fucking ad. Absolutely. So I, they're like, they're like, dude, run it, run all of them, run all the fucking ads you need <laughs> because if it's going to help you get paid more yeah, uh, and we don't have to do anything more than that, we're in like perfect. And I was like, yeah. dude, what an amazing, what amazing support from the community. <laughs> like, yeah, they just let me run everything because they're all subscribed to me anyways. And like, I'm so thankful for that. And I think that if everybody could have that discussion with their community as well, I think they'd find that ad revenue isn't that isn't like the big, scary boogeyman of discussion that it seems to be on streamer Twitter, which again, this is the echo chamber talking Like if you go on Twitter, everybody complains about ads. I'm like, bro, like literally if you could just convince people to subscribe to you, they never have to see it. And their dollar stretches further than you think you just Mm -hmm. refuse to see it any other way. Like if anybody wants to like, I'm I'm doing this not to be like big and like act tough, but like if anybody (laughs) else wants to try and like, I don't know, talk about my math there. I'm happy to talk about it, but like yeah. for right now, dude, my ad revenue is better than the past three months of ad incentives. You know, when they mm-hmm. were doing the ad incentive thing. Yeah. Now that they have this new program, my ad revenue is better than the last three months of ad incentive that we, that they had given me. Mm. So I'm just like, <laughs> what, I don't know what your, everyone's deal is because this seems to be making me quite a bit of money more than, you know, not it's an astounding amount of money, but it's making me more money than I had made in the previous three months of just ad revenue alone. So right. like, why are we complaining? Like, why don't we spin this a different way? Why does it always have to be so negative? That reminds me, because as someone who, you know, I mean, you're as a partner, you know, you get these, these particular, you know, splits with, with, with the ad revenue. But my, my question is like, let's say a certain number of people have sub tier channel. Uh, when you run an ad, does it count those people that would technically not see it? Or is there just a uh, flat, is there just a flat amount that you're given based on the ads? It doesn't even care who sees the ad. Dude, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I have no clue, mm. but given how much I made in the month of April, I've got to assume that it depends just on your viewership. And if there's, so it doesn't care about specifically who's subbed or not. Ad, no, I don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think it does. And I think that's why, like, my ad revenue is as high as it is this month, right? right. Because, like, dude, there's no way I have that many random people. Like, I love my lurkers, but I don't think I have that many random people for me to have made this mu- like that much money for the month of right. April. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, and my assumption was, yeah, I didn't think it mattered, but I was kind of curious because, honestly, uh, I I respect it, man. I, res- I respect it when... A, a creator is like, hey, I just I need to run ads. I want to support, you know, I need to support myself. This helps me support myself. Uh, and honestly, all all the creators that I I tend to want to support anyway, I'm already sub to. So then, right, they run the ad. I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Like, do you your run thing. that shit. <laughs> Fucking get that money, dude. I mean, yeah, dude. For like years, my my. I, it's not really my tagline, but I would always say, you know, let's get this bread. Like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> let's give dude, me pay. You got to do whatever it is to make money, right? Like, outside yeah. of Twitch, I don't. I think people seem to forget that that I don't do Twitch full time. Yeah. Um, but like, I the way I preach on Twitch when I say people should really, literally, go get that bread, dude. Secure the bag, however you want. I'm gonna support you as much as I can. Yeah. I have. So, dude, I China has all my information at this point. I have so many raid <laughs> shadow legends accounts, so many burner <laughs> accounts because because so many of my friends were picking up that stream element sponsorship and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna keep making these accounts, bro. I don't care cuz if I can help you out, I'm in there." So, I'm I'm all about that. I respect like you said, I respect that and I'm I'm like that outside of Twitch too. You know, yeah. I had a full-time job and then I do, oh, there's uh, this not very popular opinion on, <laughs> on streamer Twitter as well, but I, I invest in real estate. I'm a landlord. People, people might get all twisted about that, but they don't know my story. So that's okay. Dude, do it. Get whatever fucking money you can out of it. And I really do truly believe this. I, 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 I really think this when somebody complains about the amount of ads someone runs, I'm like, dude, you're literally supporting somebody for free right now. I don't think you get to complain unless you really want to support them monetarily. Like let them make their money, dude. Like what is it to you to tab out for a couple seconds or a couple minutes? I know I run mine for three minutes. I'm not sorry people, (laughs) but I run my ads for three minutes. And like, I'm sure in the three minutes that you tab out, I'm sure you can get something else done like shit, dude. Don't don't complain about it. Think of the ad time as a great way to do something else while you're supporting someone. Right. Multitask. Right. Take, like, take a bathroom break. Get, take some, a bathroom get, break. Get a drink. Whatever. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I I'm I'm a big fan of ads. Again, people are gonna get super twisted about it, but that that's probably gonna be that's gotta <laughs> be one of my most unpopular takes. Is people hate ads. I don't see a problem. But yeah, you know, that's me. I, I always tell people, dude, if you don't want to support multiple people, get, this, get Twitch Turbo. Yeah, Twitch Turbo. That's what, like eight bucks a month and you get no ads across the site? The across whole site? the entire site. Yeah. The entire site, dude. Yeah. So even if like, even if it's like, oh, I don't want to spend five bucks on each creator. If you spend eight bucks, you don't see ads across all of Twitch. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the perspective. And honestly, I think I think it's fair to say that most communities, if if they're their favorite creator were to sit down and say, look, I'm doing, I'm going to run ads because it helps my, my financial situation. Or if it's, I'm going to take this deal, this, this particular sponsorship or ad deal 
uh, because I need, I want to support uh, myself. I mean, I feel like I feel like your community should generally have have your back. And and honestly, you know, I I run ads when I remember. I'm not on the scheduler though because I know that uh, if I'm on the scheduler, I'm gonna forget that it's gonna do. And it's gonna do an ad, and I'm gonna say something semi important to my chat, and half of them will not hear it. <laughs> but you know, like I I'm all about it. I'm all about that, like the whole ad thing. Like it's weird. Like I understand that it can be disruptive to viewers, but I feel like as a streamer and as creators, we can set, we can set the pace of that and we can be honest with our community. And I think when you get to that point and communicate it, it should all be good. Like it should, should be fine. And I mean, if it is a big deal, yeah, maybe you could spend eight bucks on prime or five bucks on the channel and you're help you're you're you'll you'll help them out that way you don't see ads or for free you just sit there you sit through a short ad and exactly i wholeheartedly agree with you right like i think that yeah. should be a very that should be a transparent conversation that we can have with our viewers viewers and community yeah i don't understand this <laughs> Ooh, hot take coming in but i don't understand the obsession with seeing creators like struggle on every platform right like i feel like as soon as somebody takes like this massive deal people will be like the viewers and community and, and voices on the internet all around will be the first one to be like damn dude they sold out and i'm like dog you helped them get there like is this not a good thing to celebrate like do you want them to be struggling and be broke forever and it's just right it's it's the craziest fucking thing i've i've ever seen and I always joke that it's hysterical that there's a lot of streamers, a lot of very prominent ones that'll sit there and complain and say like rich people are so detached from society. But uh, dude, <laughs> I see a lot of really bad takes that are also very detached from society coming from a lot of streamers because they, they haven't, they haven't gone outside and, and I guess we can call it touched grass, but they haven't really right, right. Like, done a lot of things outside of outside of Twitch. So like, it's like, who's, who's really detached here. Right. Mm. Like people, <laughs> I think I tweeted out once uh, like, Hey, streamer, Twitter, like hot tip coming in every year, April 15th, your taxes are due. So don't have to tweet out there and make it your whole personality and act like it's, you're the only one going through it. You know, like people complain <laughs> about everything and then they, like that shit blows my mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, mm -hmm. man, I, I think if I were to honestly advertise the fact that I had invested in real estate and did stuff like that, I, I would probably get treated alive too. And yeah. it's like, dude, are you really going to get mad at an immigrant who came from the Philippines who grew up poor? Are you going to get mad at him for doing everything he can to make money at this point? Like, I think people really need to get over like that image of struggling or doing things the right way, because there's never going to be one right way to, to, to succeed on this platform or in life in general. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think I, I absolutely agree with you on all that. Val Conitron in the chat does say it all comes to how you make your money by exploiting others. And no, but by doing something that doesn't hurt anyone, sure. Suit yourself. So yeah, absolutely. Like, so, I mean, yes, I think, I, I think there's obviously a, a huge like moral uh, 
compass that needs to be involved with that. Right. But like, I, <laughs> I always talk about it, but like the property that I'm renting out right now, I'm literally catering towards uh, traveling nurses because mm. the, the hospital that I was working at had this huge shortage. So like, I'm literally getting that prepared for traveling nurses. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I'm basically taking money from the hospital, which we can all honestly understand that hospitals are businesses as, as important as they are here in them in America, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've got literally an unlimited amount of money. So if I can help a nurse stay somewhere without them having to pay for it, because the hospitals are going to pay for it. Yeah. Is that not an ethical reason an ethical way to make my money? Yeah. So when people are going to sit there and, and, and like judge right off the right off the rip and be like, Oh, you're a landlord. So you're the type of person that's going to, take dimes and pinch pennies from people that really need a place to live. And I'm like, I'm not taking it from the people that are hurting the most. If, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be honest. And, and on, on, on that note, a lot of the people closer to me would also know that I've also been considering getting my property ready. Uh, if, if, you know, if for whatever reason, the whole like traveling nurse thing thing takes a dip, which I don't see it happening, mm-hmm. but if if that happens, then I've actually been preparing to get the house ready for Section 8 housing, which would give housing to those that are in need. And I'd be taking money from the government. So really, like <laughs> people can sit there and complain all they want. Yes, there's going to be bad people that do things, but it doesn't make it doesn't make making money that way purely evil. Right. Right. I think I think that's that's the thing about how things aren't always as cut and dry as you would expect them to be. Right. Like right. making those judgment For calls. Sure. If you don't know the situation or the, the context of the situation, this is, this is why uh, things like stream or Twitter definitely jumps to conclusions or uh, oh, stuff, yeah. stuff like that happens. Like people get judged for things and sometimes, you know, sometimes people are right. Yeah. There's some people are being garbage about things. Other times people are making judgments about things. They don't really fully either understand or know the full context of. And yeah. So I, I hear you on, on all of that. I believe that I like, I like your takes, man. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of, I'm like, ah, oh, man, art posted something. This, this is going to be good. Probably. It's like, <laughs> it's like time to dive into it. You know, yeah, I'm like, I, I like to think that sometimes the takes that are most unpopular or yeah, the ones that probably make the most sense are actually the most unpopular ones because mm-hmm. people don't want to be seen liking or retweeting shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how I know I'm getting, cause you can see how many, I mean, a lot of people hate it, but you can see how many people fucking saw your tweet. Yeah. You can see that now. So it's like you see how many people like it or not. Like you can see how many people saw it. You can tell how many people didn't fucking like it. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like, okay, either people really didn't fucking like that or they just don't want to be seen, you know, interacting with this. You know, take it one of two ways. For me, all I'm doing is I'm spitting my I'm spitting my mind out there is, is all it is. And uh, honestly, as somebody who has – I used to work a day job. Uh, I haven't had one since December. Mm. And it's the fact that I learned how to diversify revenue and, and things like that, that give me this comfort and allow me to enjoy my mental health and all my free time, because time is one thing we're not going to have all a lot of, you know, that's the one thing for sure we run out of. This is true. So 
yeah, money might not be everything, but it definitely allows me to do certain things that, you know, if I had been tied down to a day job, for sure, I'd, I'd be, I wouldn't be able to enjoy things. Like I get to go to Japan in two weeks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just cause I want to. So yeah, man, money might not be everything. There's a, definitely a lot more important things, but for it, again, that's a really subjective subject that, you know, you got to do whatever makes you happy. And, and for me, I need to be able to value my time, you know, Absolutely. Um, you know, things that respect my time is the, was where I'm going to spend it. I'm like destiny too, but <laughs> neither here nor in, there. You wanna, okay. You don't want to get into destiny too, because I think that, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a fairly dedicated destiny two player as are a couple people who are probably hanging out in my chat right now. A lot of my, my Lego friends, uh, we have a Destiny crew that that raids together. Yeah. So, uh, what have your latest Destiny adventures had? What what has that entailed? I mean, I know what that's entailed, and I know why you <laughs> feel the way you do about it. But tell me about how your Destiny Destiny Two experience has been as of late. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong, dude. I love Destiny. Uh, I got in. <laughs> I got into it late. I got into it during the Taken King. When yeah, the Taken yeah. King launched, that's when I I got I I got the special edition PS4 that came with the bundle. It was dope. I loved Destiny One, but currently, you know, I'm trying to get a certain helm. It's the cowboy hat. The cowboy hat. And, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's not it's not just because I want the cowboy hat in the game. It's because I am a certified country boy here in <laughs> Illinois. But. I just want that hat, dude. And I, I think it's ridiculous. We've been doing counts, like a rough count. But the last stream I had done like 25 runs, didn't get it. We know mm. for a fact we ran it like for four hours the first day, mm. didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like we've been running it a lot, mm-hmm. a lot more than I have ever run. How many clears, in my life. How many clears have, have you done on, on that dungeon? Oh, we don't clear it. We just farm the the. Encounter. Oh, you just farm the right, right, right. You just farm just the, the spire part. Yeah, just Got the ascend. It. So like that's the only part, and I could not imagine having to clear it because then I would have done even less runs, knowing that I didn't get it. Right. But fact of the matter is, this has to be a less than one percent chance of it dropping, which I think is completely unfair. Mm. And I don't think that's a really cool way to reward any of your players, especially for <laughs> some of us that have other things to do in our lives. Cause dude, I luckily again, I get to do things on the fly, but I was supposed to leave for the Philippines tomorrow mm. and I was going to be gone for a whole week. And then after the Philippines, I go straight to Japan. I was going to be gone for a whole nother week, mm. end of the season. Then I, I don't get to farm the fucking hat anymore. Yeah. And I would only have to do it weekly. And God knows how long that's going to take me when <laughs> when I can't run it as much as I would, you know, as much as I can now, which is yeah. absolutely ridiculous to think about. Yeah. So it blows my mind <laughs> that this is something that Bungie thought was a good idea because I get the loot pool thing, but they should have a system in place where like after you've gotten almost everything in that loot pool, whatever you haven't gotten, you should get those rates should go up. Yeah, the rates for up. those should go up. Like yeah. I get the RNG factor, like fine, whatever, dude. Yeah, but yeah. there needs to be something that rewards the players for their time and the amount of time that we've spent on it, dude. And I've gotten nothing to show for it. Dude, that's that's crazy, dude. My fucking helm war table has 
got to have so many fucking engrams at this point because <laughs> that yeah. counts as a seasonal like uh thing. Yeah. So every yeah. Oh, a, a good portion of the time I'm getting two freaking engrams. You probably got like a couple hundred in there at least, yeah. At this point, I mean, we're not even going to count the ones that I'd already dismantled. It's it's absolutely insane that I yeah. still haven't gotten it after what seems like I want to say close to close to probably like 18 hours of farming. Wow. That's for a, a legendary i would i would i would sooner understand it if it was for an exotic yeah but if it was not. an exotic it's i would expect for a- that drop rate but man that is crazy that because i've i've only i've only been in that dungeon uh maybe four or five times so uh i mean i i haven't gotten it but uh the fact that you've <laughs> spent 18 hours just farming that boss to get it and Dude, you still run haven't it with seen me. it all right. Everyone that's everyone that's ran it with me got their fucking helms, man. <laughs> everyone no. that's ran it with me got their fucking helms on like the third or fourth try. I wow. shit you not. Wow. So you I'm just, just sitting there like trying it. not to cry. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, no, is... dude. Yeah. No, I've, so I've run been... it with me, man. I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the luck, dude. I ran. Um... I've I've run a King's Fall raid like 44 45 times of just like killing killing Oryx the the final boss mm-hmm. and that's how many times it took me to get the exotic in that raid. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait. My yeah. The I can't remember the name of it, but it's got like the rag that sits on it and it's got the spinny ball thing. That's touch a drop a, now? Touch of malice yeah oh yeah. that's a draw I, I remember that being a quest yeah it took like 40 i think it was it was kill 44 or 45 uh oh my god and i had been running it with with my crew that many times um and i think i i wasn't the last person to get it but i was one of the last <laughs> because like almost everyone else at that point like arc fox and chat freaking got two of them like, Damn, <laughs> and yeah, dude. it's it's kind of crazy. So it's really weird that like a legendary hat, not le- even the, yeah. an exotic, and you still haven't seen it. Like in I still hours. haven't. Yeah, it's it's like it's painful, man. And it makes me things like that in any video game, not just Destiny, but anything that doesn't respect the player's time. Yeah, I suddenly start to have like a serious like disdain for right because yeah. It's not even a matter of like, oh, I ran it this many times to get it. Like, that's not even a flex anymore. No, because I know people that have gotten it, like I said, in the third or fourth try with me mm-hmm. and they got theirs. So it's not even a, like being able to say that you did it this many times is no longer a flex in that in that sense. No. Right. Like and and again, you heard me talk about it earlier, but time is one of the most valuable things to me, because like I said, I, you know. Not to get dark, but I understand how fragile human life is, and I've lost a lot of people along the way. But it's just like this is one of the things that I now value the most. And the fact that there are video games out there, and unfortunately, Destiny is right now among them Mm. that don't value the player's time is like to me, dude, that's just not that's not fun, you know, because I know that there's a certain vocal minority when it comes to video games that says, like, you know, things are these experiences or these, uh, these things are like way too easy mm. and we finish it too fast. I'm like, dude, that's great for you. But for some of us, that's not like that doesn't fit everyone's agenda. And I, I, I wish people understood that. Yeah. Um, 
Cause yeah, dude, like I got better things to do than to fucking run Spire, you know, day after day. And I only, I can only do it right now because I happen to not have a, a day job, like a full-time day job, like I normally do. Right. So it's like, I could not imagine how much more painful this would be if I didn't have this amount of time. And somebody even came into my chat and said, I guess it's a good thing that you're in between jobs right now so that you can do this. I'm like, yeah, but wouldn't that be ridiculous if I did have yeah. a job right now yeah. and how painful it would be for me to not get this, like to come home after a day of work or, you know, I usually would go to work and then I would go to jujitsu and get my shit kicked in for, you know, three hours, but to do all that and then come here and then not get, you know, not be able to enjoy the video game. Like that's the worst fucking thing that you can, that could ever happen to me yeah. is to fall out of love with like a video game, yeah. you know? And unfortunately, that's like, <laughs> I know that there's plenty of other things to do in Destiny, but like, when you want a cosmetic, but this is dude, what you the, want This it. is what the man wants. Like, you're yeah, playing. this is what I want, right? Yeah. Like, how shitty is that to play something? Like, if I, if I wanted to do this, dude, I'd be at a fucking casino right now. Like, I'd be playing something else. <laughs> but that's not what Destiny is to me. I don't want to yeah. think of it as gambling my time to get something. Like, that's just, that's shitty, dude. That's bad design outright. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if you agree with me because you, I know you you are a game designer, but mm -hmm. in my opinion, I, I agree. I do agree with you. I think I think actually what Bungie has introduced uh, with the raids uh, would be ideal, maybe for some of those harder to get items, which you can do challenges or you can do things that increase the potential drop rate for the exotic, which is a thing in the new uh, raid. Um, uh, root of nightmare is their challenges granted they're pretty they're pretty hard but every one of them you complete it increases the chance of the exotic drop so like i think that'd be really interesting for certain things that are harder to get or if there is like a built-in thing like a freaking for a freaking legendary right where it right. would take into account oh wow this person has has actually gotten almost everything from this loot table uh, maybe they should get the hat because they've been <laughs> maybe in here they shouldn't for... get another fucking set of legs dude. that's all i've gotten man right <laughs> exactly so i feel like maybe there should be some kind of secondary like way to almost ensure the drops that you want from from yeah. the given uh, again especially it's like exotics are already like super stupid hard to get but like the fact that you're you're grinding for that a non-exotic that you've yet to see after 18 hours that blows my mind dude so <laughs> yeah. yep yeah yep it no, blows my it. mind too i don't know why i'm doing it but uh, well if you ever want to do some raid content or pvp let me know um or if you do if you do feel like you need a third person to get the hat before you let me know <laughs> <laughs> dude I'm, i mean i'm down man i i sadly fancy myself as a uh a trials player mm, yeah so uh again i remember remember guys i said i like to have fun with my video games and yet my video game choices just don't reflect that yeah yeah um you punish trials yourself. is yeah trials i i just remember it from uh destiny one yeah being so fun and i'm glad that they got it to a better place because when destiny yeah. 2 first came out man trials of the nine now nah, that shit was whack <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, it's gotten to a really fun point and i'm actually enjoying trials now um but yeah i i, I don't get to do as many raids and i kind of stopped doing raids for the reason that like again mm -hmm. it's 
it's a matter of time and like dude king's fall that's no easy feat man like that is not an easy raid so for you to have run that yeah you know 40 plus times that's that's fucking crazy even with it i remember what we got we got it down to a science i had a crew destiny one we had that shit down pat and it still took us damn near like two hours to clear even if you have everybody doing everything that they should like yeah that's a hard fucking rate to get through man yeah it is i think it's about a two it's about a two hour clear for us what we do uh we do pad the stats a little bit in that sometimes we will get checkpoints and we'll swap out characters for the final boss but Mm -hmm. even then like if you cut if you cut our if we assume that every one of my clears was like that, which I don't think it is. So to even be generous, let's say half of those were full runs, 20, 20, 20 to 23 clears of, of still a lot, man. Still a lot. Yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. Like it's, we legit, like we put in the time, like we were, we were, <laughs> we were doing it for a while. We we're doing it like most weeks for a while as a team. When we knew, like we, we would find a night, out of a given week week we're like you got a couple hours let's go or sometimes i would get the random we'd call it the the destiny signal which would be a picture of the <laughs> like we have the emote of just like the logo and you we just drop that in the group chat and it's like oh it's time let's go yeah oh man that's like, awesome i in the car nerd we're raiding you know <laughs> yeah. i um i had just recently got into like a solid solid destiny group and yeah and sh- shout out to the Mav show she's also uh another one of my closest friends but it's like one of it's a guild of like her community and oh, that's a cool. lot of people that yeah. that play it so they also welcomed me with very open arms and i'm very thankful for that because one of the community members is literally dedicated to just trying to get me this helm and i'm like bro you oh can go God. do other things if you want man i learned how to i learned how to do the opening sequence and the send by myself and he goes no nah, man, this I get weapon XP for doing this, so I'm happy to help. And I'm like, <laughs> just leveling up weapons, bro. Listen, if that's what <laughs> if that makes you happy, dude, then I'm going to just say thank you, and we can keep running this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they were so helpful in trying to trying to get me this damn hat. I don't even know if I still want to get it, but like, right now I'm in this weird position where it's like I've I've wasted so much damn time. It's almost a matter but of principle, right? Like that's but how- yeah. Now now if I quit then it was all for nothing. And I'm right, like, right, right. That's how I felt about the exotic. I was like, uh, I think about 30, 30, uh, 30 clears or 30 kills in. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want anymore, but now it's a matter of principle. Cause we've, we've done it this much. <laughs> like we can't not, we can't not do it. And actually I was, I was lucky enough to have gotten my drop just before Lightfall came out. Because we're like, wow. we probably don't think we're going to be in here as much because we were doing it most weeks. But I, you know, I remember thinking to myself when we went in, I was like, are we even going to care about this raid after light falls out? I was like, <laughs> whatever. And so we were just playing, we were doing our thing and it, it, it dropped the last time we ran it before the new expansion came out. I was like, yeah. maybe that's a sign. And yeah, I was like, holy crap, 40 some 40 some kills on this Ooh. boss uh finally got it and i feel bad because one of our one of our own uh shannon still didn't get it but she did get the exotic in uh root of nightmare so i feel good that she at least got that nice but, man it's a uh, destiny destiny's it's a good time i enjoy playing it right now and i'm having fun with it um 
and I do like to check in on you when you happen to be streaming it. I like to like <laughs> peek in. I'm like, yep, he's still farming it. That's cool. I'm gonna leave. He's still farming it. Yeah, you say, yeah, I'll poke it. I'm like, oh, oh, damn it. I'm like, okay, that's that sucks. I'll be like, yo, sorry, dude. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Man, one of these days you're gonna pop in, and it's just gonna be me running the spire, and I'm just gonna be crying. And You'll just be crying, and yeah. <laughs> one of these days, maybe I'll get a when you maybe. get it. If you get it, you can just leave your your game capture up of your guy wearing the hat, and that's just it. the hat, yeah, just the like, hat. You know what? This is all you guys get. You get to see the hat and all its glory for four hours. That's yeah. it. I'm running my ad revenue. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, your character's sitting in the tower wearing the hat, and then you just leave ads running, and uh, your sub, your your subscribers and any any um, Twitch Turbo uh, subscribers will just get to see uh, this character wearing a cowboy hat. So there it is. I mean, man. I've done I've done some ridiculous things on. I mean, literally, I think it was the month of was it? I think it was February. I think it was January, actually. That was that was one of the like the streams where I literally left my stream on for like forty eight hours <laughs> because I I needed to make the ad revenue for the incentive wow. because because for those that don't know the ad incentives used to be like you have to stream X amount of hours for a month yeah there was and a because I got yeah and because I got stuck in the Philippines for a week because I lost <laughs> my passport or my passport was stolen whichever you want to take it yeah um. You know, I lost a whole week of streaming time. So I was like, bro, when I get back, I literally I was I was planning on just streaming every day for a couple hours like I normally do. We would have been fine. Yeah. But I literally just left a <laughs> placid <laughs> duck simulator. I don't know if you're familiar. I remember this. I did remember yeah, seeing just, this. It was just a stream of just uh, <laughs> digital virtual plastic ducks spawning in. And we were like, fuck it. Let's see how full this thing can get. Yeah. And uh, that that was my stream for a bit, and I felt so bad because we've had we had a couple like big raids come in on like hours that I was like sleeping, oh my, or God. when I was like out running errands, like doing yeah. my real life shit. Yeah, and I felt so bad, and I'd get a DM. People are like, "Dude, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no. I just Dude. left my stream on because I'm trying to get ad revenue." <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Man, what the hell? <laughs> it said that in my title, dude. I was like, bro, oh my I'm just god, ad revenue. My god, um, that's so ridiculous, dude. I can't <laughs> believe you. So don't give me ideas because I'll do it, man. No, man. I mean, we folded nah, laundry on stream before. Like we've we've done it all on here. Have you done a um uh have you done like a straight up sleep stream? Mm, no, I consider the plastic duck thing kind of that already because like mm. i would also leave that on during the hours that i would sleep but i don't want to i don't want to sleep on camera, you don't want to sleep People, on stream hell no nah, dude yeah first things first i roll around a lot so that's like <laughs> just not a an, a great view but also i don't sleep i don't sleep for very long mm. so okay i don't think it would even be that exciting i sleep for maybe three hours tops yeah. maybe four if i'm you know if i'm really out but like that's usually for no, even even on nights that I get shit faced, I sleep for even less. Wow. So like, yeah, I don't I don't really get a lot of sleep, man. Oh, man, I'm useless if I don't get like a good six to seven. Anything really? less, yeah, anything less than like six, I just I have such a hard time functioning. Like I have to be downing caffeine and like <laughs> do, doing my best to focus because just like I can't. So yeah, for me, it's like six hours or bust. 
So it's dang. Yeah, dude. So yeah. Uh, so that's pretty normal for most human beings, though. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not. You're, you're uh, like I don't I'm know. Not for normal. me, <laughs> for me, it's been like uh, for me, it's been like that for as long as I remember. But I should probably like people are like you should probably get that checked out. But I'm like, but it hasn't affected me negatively yet. Wow. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you think about it, in this space that we're in, right, I think it's probably the most useful trade I have because... Honestly, yes. <laughs> the amount of time content creation takes, that's a lot. Yeah. And I clown on him a lot because he's really cheesy nowadays, but, well, I mm. guess he's always been cheesy. But Gary V, one of his, like, one of the things that he said actually fucking resonated with me among the many things that didn't. But mm. he does say, like, you know, you work for eight hours a day. You spend two of those hours maybe two of those hours commuting somewhere and back, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. it's an hour commute. So that's 10 hours out of your day. If you go to the gym, maybe that's another like hour or two hours, depending on how long you work out. So that's like 12 hours. That's half of your day. So what's going on with the other 12? Right. If you sleep for another eight, then that's fine. Like I get it. Then you're, you're really tough on time. Mm-hmm. But for somebody like me, I was like, bro, I don't sleep nearly that much and I don't really commute anymore. So like all these extra hours in the day, I have so much time to do things at night when everybody else, when the rest of the world is asleep, that's when I get a lot of my work done. Get stuff done. Especially especially for content creation, for sure. Yeah, I'm just built different. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, yeah. So I always tell people when people are like, you should get that checked out, I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm good. Man. Well, definitely I couldn't do it. So I, I applaud you for being able to function like that regularly because I, I, you know, I'll do like a 24 hour stream and I am so like, oh. like I do, I would do that for like charity and I'd be like, you know what? Like I, I didn't do it last year because I was like, you know, it's just, it's a lot, bro. It's that's too a much. Lot. It's very taxing. And that's like, it is. I mean, I'm not the, <laughs> I should be the last person talking about things healthy, but like, it's just not healthy. <laughs> it's true. You no, know, it's like not healthy. They're on a 24 hour shape. I'm, I kind of wish, and I, I'm, I'm glad to see a lot of people moving away from it. Like they're not as popular as they used to be. Um, but I remember when those were like the height of hype, I guess that was like the flavor of the month was to be running like these 24 hour, 24 hour streams or whatever, or like really doing like, dedicated like subathons that didn't include the sleep part mm-hmm. you know like i was like man that shit's mad unhealthy and like again yeah. i'm not the pinnacle of health or anything it's um, true it's it's really difficult man it, it is taxing it's incredibly taxing on the body to just be doing that being up that long and you know not being as active or just yeah. hanging out that whole time and then usually when you're also streaming, some people tend to don't take as good care of themselves anyway, right? Like they don't either eat or drink as much as they should. So it just becomes it just <laughs> yeah. becomes this whole thing, dude. And so um I'm mad I'm mad guilty of that, dude. Cause I'll I'll pop <laughs> onto the stream. Yeah. I'll pop onto the stream when I'm done doing all my other shit, you know, outside of stream, and I'll I'll have forgotten to have eaten during all of my other errands and all my other stuff all you know emails and stuff mm-hmm. and then i'll pop on the stream because i'm like all right dude it's time to kick back and then i'll go for another like three or four hours and before i know it it's the end of the day i'm like i dude i've only eaten coffee today so it's like gotta take yeah, care of yourself right. dude gotta take yeah. care of yourself man 
Exactly. So like, that's why yeah. I, 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 again, I'm not the pinnacle of health here and I really shouldn't, I'm in no place to, to be giving any type of health advice. Yeah. Uh, cause again, I listen, I, I will go an entire day without eating. I will still eat, but I'll go an entire day without eating. I don't sleep for a lot, a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then also all of my sports hobbies is just getting the shit kicked out of me, like jujitsu and kickboxing. So like, again, I'm not the guru of health here, but Man. If I'm the person saying like if even if I'm saying like 24 hour streams or like really long streams is unhealthy, like that's how you know something's wrong. Like that's how you know it's unhealthy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta drink that water, man. Gotta drink that water. Gets yelled at the I mean, look, dude, I got I this great rest. idea. Okay. I had this great I business idea, and I was like, man, maybe I should start telling chairs. Um because I have I have a hydra, I have a camel back yeah, yeah. strapped to the back of my chair. Cause the one thing I hate is getting up. I do drink a lot of water, but I hate getting up. So I'm like, dude, fuck it. Here's three liters of water. And I just, so you just the back of my chair. <laughs> you never have to get up. You don't have to leave very far. Like, That's actually a great idea. Like, I feel like you could like tweak that and market that to gamers and or streamers. Oh, you absolutely can. Cause they'll, they'll buy anything, dude. Right. They will buy. And do you see how many people have fucking gamer chairs? Yeah. I feel like you should come up with a thing that. Sorry, you're not wearing. You're not using. You're not taking offense to that. You're not using no. gamer chair, are you? No. No, oh, mine's yeah. just Smart like. Man. Mine's just like an office chair with a blanket on but, it. It's fine. Yeah. See, like it's crazy to me that people buy into fucking gaming chairs because they are the yeah. worst. They they're, might be the not, worst. They're thing not good for you. For you. They're, they're not good for they're you. They're awful. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. In in the since like 2017. I had been using this chair and then I took on two different gaming chairs. I took like a really generic one. I kind of expected that to be what it was, which was shit. Ended up moving back to an office chair. Mm. And then I got the, uh, uh, the Vertigear one. Mm. Are they still, are they still a company? Are they still a thing? I don't know. Actually, I haven't heard heard about them in a while. They got mad canceled. Yeah. I don't think they're around anymore because I haven't seen anything about them since all that went down. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to think. That was... I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything. I'm going to have to check that out. I want to see if they're still around. But yeah, so I had that chair and I got that one for free. You know, shout out to St. Jude. I don't think they knew what was going to happen when they had worked with Vertigear to get those chairs out. And I'm sure St. Oh, Jude man. didn't buy them. You know, I'm sure Vertigear donated them. To mm-hmm. all the people that reached that certain threshold for the mm-hmm. reward season, but mm-hmm. that chair was also ass. I felt <laughs> I hated it. I was like, "Dude, get this shit out of here!" So now I'm back to this office lovely chair. office chair yeah. that I've had since 2016, and yeah. I bought or I didn't buy it. I kept it because the office that I worked at got um, a bunch of new furniture. Yeah, and I was like, "What are you guys gonna do with the chairs?" They're like, "We're just gonna return them to the company that you know we bought them from." I'm like. Can I keep mine? And they just like turned, uh, they just turned, you know, turned the other way. And I just walked away with my chair when we got the new stuff and dude, still running strong. So (laughs) I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money when they get started here on streaming, but I will say don't bother with gaming chairs. That's one of the, (laughs) that is one of the more popular clips on my TikTok. Don't don't get a game. (laughs) Flaming gaming chairs, man. Because somebody was still somebody was talking about like how they almost got like the mesh office chair 
at Costco, which I think is like 50 bucks. Somebody oh, yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know. But they have office chairs and you can get a really cheap one at Costco for like 50 bucks or some shit. And I was like, bro, you could get that at Costco and you can walk away with a hot dog for a buck 50 all under the price of one gaming chair, like a fraction of a price of a gaming yeah. chair. Yeah. Like, come that's... on, dude. You're like that. It's a, it's a no brainer. Like, I don't know why people buy the gaming chairs. I gave it a shot. Yeah. They're trash. There's not a single good one. I did try, um, secret labs and everyone's like, Oh, secret labs is great. I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna give it a shot. And I went to somebody's house who had one. I sat in it. I was like, this chair's ass. It's terrible. There, no, there's no good gaming chair. I mean, yeah. anybody can sit here and challenge me. Anybody can sit here and try to change my mind otherwise. But I have never found a good gaming chair ever. Yeah. Now, I just I like office chairs. Just have a reasonable cushion on it, and you know, hopefully, some reasonable back support. And I'm all I'm I'm good, man. So, uh, but I still think you should make an attachment to any chair. That would allow you to strap like a jug of water to it for gamers. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Dude, you're you're absolutely right. I, I make mean, it happen. That, I mean, we were we were joking about making it a whole chair, but maybe the attachment might be just make it. Yeah, I mean, you're using you're using a camelback. It's just like make something not unlike that, but that makes like it's just gotta have it's gotta have lights on it, dude. That's all that matters. <laughs> I just gotta have lights on it, bro. <laughs> and it syncs to your PC, right? So, like, yeah, yeah, dude. There you go. <laughs> All the money is like not like when they pay for it, they're not really even paying for like the straps and the, the jug and all. It's like all the lighting that goes yeah. on the thing. That's where you're, yeah, you're that's not paying. Your, for, you're not paying exactly. You're paying for the lights, guys. Come on, man. That's usually what it is when it comes to like gamer stuff. Is you're paying. <laughs> you're paying you're paying the flex man you're paying the flex with your your light up <laughs> drink uh chair attachment so there it is yeah partner with an energy drink um no i don't know if i i don't know if i appreciate that i'm gonna stop the idea <laughs> it depends <laughs> i mean it's a joke between me and my community that i try to get uh sponsored by rain energy drinks because mm. i really do like their their stuff yeah yeah um i used to drink a lot of bang but that was before i found out how terrible of a company they are and they mm. were really annoying in the convention space i don't know if you've ever been to conventions where bang was there no but they do mad annoying they just no um respect for any of the other boots around them and they're just playing loud ass music all the fucking time oh. and i was like Man, that's really annoying. Like, I get what your product is trying to sell, but this is like not the space to do it. Ended that's up making that switch. I, you know, I, I I like Rain. Yeah, I know. And I mean, politically, they're just not a really cool company, anyways. So, yeah. uh, trying to vote with my dollars there. There you go. But, but yeah, I I joke about trying to get energy drink endorsements, but I feel like all the inquiries or offers that I've gotten were all from like companies that I don't fuck with. Right. So I'm just like, nah. all right. And there's that whole thing of like, you want to be able to promote something that you yourself actually use and or endorse, which is, I think the challenge yeah. for, for a lot of folks is like, it's cool that like, cool. You got a sponsorship, but like, can you legit vouch for that? Whatever it is, if it's an energy drink or if it's 
a chair company like do you, would you, do you stand by like the company because you're representing the company if you're shilling yeah. your stuff and that's kind of one of the things that i always have felt like i take that stuff super like seriously like when when i get approached by places it's like i don't i would never use this product so i can't really endorse it so you know it's a yeah, principle thing. as you it's, should yeah as Absolutely. you should. I mean, I was I was chasing Corsair for a long time, mm-hmm. and I still use their products to this day, except for their keyboard. Because uh, again, Saint Jude had sent us these wonderful control drop drop control keyboards, mm-hmm. and probably the best keyboard I've ever used. But before that, I had two Corsair keyboards, with both which fucking broke. I've gone through about seven Corsair mice. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm kind of done with Corsair stuff after this run because my mm-hmm. Corsair mouse is about that time where it's about it's about to start giving out like the switch keeps double clicking i don't understand it i don't know what's happening uh i have to blow on it like a fucking nes cartridge uh just so that it stops double clicking but yeah i remember chasing them for a sponsorship and they turned me down because they're because i was a just dance streamer yeah and they're like we want you know we're particularly looking for people that can show off the hardware and i'm like who who in your communities is showing off the hardware like they don't not everybody has fucking cameras on their hands yeah. like they know that right but i thought it was fucking hilarious because again they own elgato mm-hmm. and as a just dance streamer dude i use the stream deck all the time oh, i yeah. used to use their, their i used to have a green screen set up before i decided to show off my wall of shame <laughs> um yeah and I used to have that the 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 roll up green screen, and I was like, dude, I use all of your freaking products like all yeah. the time, you know, outside of Corsair, you know, at least let me talk to Elgato, but they were so adamant on catering to, I guess, hardcore gamers, Uh-oh. basically just FPS players, and I'm like, wow, isn't that crazy? How I was in the top ten percent of Tarkov streamers, you know, a couple years ago, yeah. And, you know, you didn't want to work with me. How crazy is that? Like, it, yeah. man, I don't know. Like you said, it's so hard to make those decisions or even think about working with a company that you got to throw cape for because, man, I, I don't think I could do it for Corsair right now if they were yeah. to knock on my door and be like, listen, we're ready to sponsor you. Yeah. I'd be like, no, dude, your mice is kind of garbage, man. <laughs> and also the way you treated me a couple of years back is also garbage. So I don't yeah. think I would ever want to work with you. So understandable dude like uh, i mean i use a lot of elgato stuff and i've yeah. i've been pretty satisfied with the elgato things i do have a corsair keyboard that has on occasion kind of like i don't know if it's a like i don't know specifically the problem but on occasion it thinks i might be holding down an imp- input that it's not actually holding down so like my fire team and destiny will be like, why are you still running? Like my guy's like running. And it's cause like, I'm like, I'm not, but the keyboard thinks I am. And the key's not physically stuck. It's just thinking I'm holding down W or S like one time I got stuck, like running backwards. I'm like the S key's not locked in. Like, and I'm sitting there tapping it. And the only way I could fix it was I had to like, like unplug and plug it back in and it reset oh. itself and it was fine. Uh, happens from time to time, but that's been my experience with the keyboard. Yeah, man, there's something wrong so. with their switches. And again, sorry, Corsair, if anybody from Corsair sees this. Uh, listen, I rode with you guys for a couple years, man. I will say, audio-wise, probably still some of the best oh, yeah. 
best headphones that I've used. But yeah. yeah, like I don't know what it is with their switches, man. I don't know what it is with their switches. It's hard to think of any like again, it just puts into perspective how hard it is to to ride for any company that you think you would sponsor because I don't even think I would want to work with Elgato because I, I went through two of their their cam links. Mm. The USB stick. Mm-hmm. Those things are garbage. I they overheat mm. like bad. Like I don't know what it is, but wow. I remember the first time I ran into that issue, I just decided, all right, fuck it. I'm just gonna buy another one because I have a stream tonight. So I literally just shelled out the cash for one mm. only for it to die out. You know, two of them died out in one year. So I was like, that's that's absolutely crazy. Like, what is happening here? And I wow. found out it's an overheating issue. And they still haven't addressed it because somebody else I know. Their cam link just died. And I was like, is it overheat? Like, is it mad hot wow. when it does that? And they're like, yeah, it's like insanely hot. I'm like, okay, well, here's what I did to do to fix it. And all I did was I bought another uh another capture card, like a full-size capture card, like mm-hmm. one of the regular ones. Mm-hmm. And that solved the issue. So I was like, clearly there's something wrong with the cam link. They do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a capture card and the cam link, they're both just ways to capture video. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that's how I solved that's it. And crazy. then go yeah. figure. They they came back to me like, yeah, dude, that worked. <laughs> and I was uh, like, hmm. Yeah, I, I I have their internal the uh, their internal capture card, and that one has not given me issues. But I've never done like the their USB one. So I also have the internal one. That one also has yet to have any problems. Yeah. So I'm I'm there. I'm right there with you. But that is a con- that's still such a considerable yeah. price tag compared to the cam link which is the one that they advertise as the one that you should use the for solution. your cameras yep. yeah that's crazy so. dude man dude you you've been doing this for a long time you got stories for days uh, I, I can talk for hours can, i can talk for days brother my my main question right now is in all of your experiences creating content and just doing it, what it is that we do here what would you say is the most fulfilling thing about your time here as a creator uh dude it's got to be the charity work I know we don't talk. We haven't talked about it nearly yeah. enough, but yeah, it's got to be the charity work that that my community has come together and accomplished. You know, a lot of people will sit there and be like, "Oh, it's so cool that the Asian Sensation has raised that." It's not. It's not me, bro. It's I'm only a vessel for this. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really the a communities that um, that come together and and get this whole thing started and and get it done. And that, without a doubt, to me, is probably one of the coolest things because. Um, for those that don't know, uh, my most recent job that I had quit was working with kids in a hospital mm-hmm. and, um, <coughs> it was all, uh, excuse me, it was all video game related. Uh, so I was basically brought in to overhaul and install and basically put together a whole new entertainment program for kids, uh, mm-hmm. in the pediatric unit. And, to say that this hospital was miles and miles behind in terms of technology is like an understatement because they were using, they were still on three sixties, dude. Wow. I mean, I'm, I just turned 32. That's decades old. Yeah, dude. That's what I was using when I was in high school moving into college. So it was like, dog, those are old machines, man. And it's like a one, like they were wondering why they don't always work. I'm like, well, dude, these are all mechanical. These were all about to, 
everything's going to get old at some point. And if these things are unsupervised and whatnot. So basically, yeah, dude, after doing charity work for a couple of years on Twitch and, and having a lot of success doing that, you know, I decided to kind of put myself onto the front line of the receiving end of all that charity work. So I got to work with a lot of charities and I got to receive a lot of donations from a lot of charities to help make that dream happen. And it was really cool. Uh, I unfortunately left due to uh, differences with the upper management and the hospital. But I, you know, if I, I wish I could get another go at it for a different hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after being up close and personal and being able to be the person that receives those donations to put it in the hands of the actual, like to put it in the actual hands of the patients and kids that would use them, Mm -hmm. man, like it makes me appreciate the amount of like the amount that the dollars get stretched Mm -hmm. during those charity streams to see where all that money goes and, and to see the actual outcome of it, you know, that to me is probably the most fulfilling, probably one of the coolest, coolest things about everything that we've done in the past, you know, couple of years. I, I want to say like, it'd be easy to say like the past 11 years, but realistically we didn't get into the charity stuff until, you know, like 2018, but right. you know, even for the past couple of years to raise the amount of money that we have, like that to me is super that that's the one thing I'm for sure going to take to the grave with me. You know, the day we, we end the day I call it quits on Twitch. That's for sure going to be like my greatest accomplishment for sure. That's awesome. And, and for me, you know, charity, like I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent on that. That's one of the coolest things that we could do uh, with, with our, you know, with, with our communities. And I think as, as any creator and streamer grows, you know, we kind of have this, um, I hate to say it, but like responsibility, right? Like we can use, we can use our ability to get the word out on things for very positive, uh, positive concepts. Right. And, and, and doing charity work, I think is quite easily one of the, the greatest things that us as streamers could do. And again, like you, that's kind of what got me into it. Uh, like really like paying attention to like the streamer space was like, Oh, I, I can take my, my time on stream playing a game or doing something on camera and then raise money for like a good cause. Like that's like a no brainer for me. So yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, um, and yeah, like you said, we should be able to use our platforms to say, you know, to spread good and, and, and bring attention to things. I feel like there's a, again, as humans, I think we just, we tend to, you know, navigate towards like the negative stuff, which that's, again, you end up on Twitter long enough, you end up doom scrolling and that's all you're going to see. Um, I do wish things were a little bit better and I, you know, I still think video games get a bad rep in mainstream media. I think it's just now starting to turn the page where people are starting to realize that it's not so like, man, do you remember when GTA was like enemy of the state? Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I remember they had such a target on them and mortal Kombat. Yeah. 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 It was a big deal that like these games just existed and that they were so horrible. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it it's kind of crazy and then like look where we are now right like they're the the hours sunk into gaming media 
eclipses a lot of things like movies and TV right now. So, oh yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. And I mean, uh oh god, I can't remember which year it was, but I I want to say it was either 2016 or 2017. But I remember when League of Legends Worlds, oh yeah, had like had like broken viewership across the world, and people were. The funniest thing was people weren't amazed that the numbers people were amazed that people were tuning in to watch video games. Yep. I was like, dude, you fucking clowns will sit there and watch and scream at football games. Like you're the coach. Like, why can't we do that for video games? You know, like, yeah, don't sit there and knock it. If you're doing the exact same thing on the yeah. other side, the difference is like, we get to play the video games that we're watching. Um, obviously not professionally, but we get to still play that game. Like, dude, right. I can guarantee you that if we took a whole stadium from the Super Bowl, that I would say probably 70% of those people probably don't even get up to play football. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't we watch this sport being televised for free of all things? I know the Super Bowl is free, but not all not all sports are free, you know, like not every cable package comes with ESPN. So mm. like, why wouldn't we, if it's yeah. free, you know? So yeah. it, it still blows my mind that people can't wrap their head around that simple concept because again, they lack perspective. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? What's next for you and your, your channel? I mean, we kind of got a little, we touched on a little bit potentially with the Warhammer stuff, but like what, where are we going with this channel and your content? I, I know we talked about like trying it out and stuff, but honestly, yeah, yeah. I've I've been having this discussion more and more on my channel, and this is going to be the complete opposite of you know what most people would take this time to advertise. But like, I've really, truly been talking about like calling it quits because, mm. dude, it's eleven years, man. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing it for a, a long time. I've been I've been through the lows. I've been through the highs, I think, to look back on everything and honestly see everything that we've accom- like accomplished. I think anybody that wouldn't be happy with that list of things that I've accomplished would be honestly just like miserable. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what that would be like because I can look back at everything that I've done on Twitch and just say like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. You know, mm-hmm. I've gotten on front page multiple times. I've again, <laughs> my fucking face was in Times Square, dude. Like, yeah, that, dude. I mean, that doesn't thing convert. for some folks, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's a bucket list for some people to just visit Times Square. Yeah, but to have my fucking face plastered on it, like that's like if we just sit there for a second and and think about, it, like that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got to. I got to do like the charity cha- stage stuff at TwitchCon when we still had TwitchCon. I, I know we're getting back into it, but like the last time we really had TwitchCon. Um, and, and again, the amount of money that we raised for charity so far, you know, particularly for sick kids in the hospital, like that's, that's never going to get old to me. And I think that's something I'm always going to be like super proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I think I've seen and done everything that I needed to do. And I think that if my Twitch career were to end tomorrow, that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be such a bad thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really don't know what the next thing is. Yeah, but um, I feel like more and more uh, as I move on, I just start to think like I think it's time to move on. I, again, I have so many 
and I don't want to say it's not like Twitch isn't important to me, but it is just a matter of I have more important things to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think maybe at a point when I, I get back to a more stable place, but like, again, I, I'm, I'm too busy doing other things like real estate. I'm too busy doing other things like, you know, just outside of Twitch in general. Right. So uh, I have, I, I wish I knew the answer to your question, <laughs> but for the past 11 years of doing this on Twitch, yeah, I have never had that. Like, I've never thought about like, where am I taking this next or what am I going to do? It's literally been like, I wake up and I'm like, fuck it. I feel like, I feel like doing, uh, you know, one day I just felt like doing just dance or one day I just felt like playing league of legends. And, and yeah. one day I just felt like making these switches. Right. Mm-hmm. I will say we've been doing just like uh very small and modest, like sub goals, literally just to pay for like streaming, like music streaming services. Mm-hmm. But like, if we hit those goals, then it pays for basically the streaming service that we would like, I would just turn up on stream. Literally. We just get absolutely shit faced. But I'll also start DJing because I used to be a, a DJ for weddings and events and stuff. So I would literally nice. just play music and it would be like it's some of the best vibes that I've ever had. So like if that's what continues to to bring people over or that keeps my viewers happy, then, you know, we just keep doing that. Like uh, it's whatever they want, man. Honestly. <laughs> nice. Hey, I appreciate the honest answer, especially since you've been doing this for so long. And uh, like you said, you've you've just accomplished so much in in your time doing this you have you have a streaming uh career that you can look back on and say yeah i i pulled off some cool stuff some amazing things happened so you know for that i want to i want to thank you you've you've provided me with hours of entertainment and just uh fun mm-hmm. place to hang out while i'm on twitch so thank you thank you for that art i appreciate oh, it man. i really do Dude, that's so nice. You don't have to say that. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to cry right now. No, what are I'm you not, doing to me, man? I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean <laughs> what to. Are you doing to me? I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, oh, Twitch so dot nice. slash Asian Sensation. Um, if you don't know Art and what he does over there, uh, I implore you to check him out. And you don't know what you'll find. Let's be honest. It could be him farming on <laughs> Destiny 2. Could be him DJing. He could be he could be dancing. Who knows? Uh that's part it's, of the fun. Anything, anything you, and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the fun. But thank you for everything, everything you do. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we got the chance to kind of cross uh cross the streams, cross paths and uh, talk about what it is you do, man. And thank you for all all that you do. You have a fantastic channel, a fantastic community. Um, I appreciate it. I really do. I really do. Dude. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much. I appreciate those words. I really do. Um, anytime anybody gives me a compliment on anything, again, it makes it makes everything so worth it. You know, uh, and, and like I said, you know, you know how hard it is to to do any of this, mm-hmm. you know, to do the literally to just figure out audio, you know, we were having audio problems here, just to <laughs> yeah. figure out the audio problems, but yeah. like to get any type of compliment or when any, when anybody says anything that like you, you know, your channel helped me do this or your channel was the reason why I did this. Like that means a lot, man. So I really appreciate that. And, and thank you. Thank you for having me here because like I said, I, I got a lot of takes. I got a lot of, <laughs> I say things a lot differently with a little bit less sugar coating than most people put it and it's just yeah. like 
you know, a lot of people find that to be, you know, a little bit of a liability. You know, it's gotten to the point where somebody literally didn't want to be friends anymore because I kept shitting on Elden Ring and Dark Souls games. And they were like, I was like, dude, if you really can't handle a different perspective or opinion on things, we don't got to be friends no more. Like that, if that's your energy, you know? And yeah. I was like, that shocked me. I was like, really? Just because I don't like the same games you do? And it's just, you know, it's not yeah. the same for everybody. So I appreciate you having me here, having of these course. like, these uh, open-minded discussions and, and, and being able to have people with very different perspectives on things, dude. It's, it's, it's a really nice breath of fresh air. I appreciate that, man. That means a lot for you to say that. So thank, thank you for that. Um, uh, one final, one final thing I always have the guests do uh, for the episode is I, I like to give you the floor to say anything you'd like, for your closing thoughts, closing words that you might have for anyone that's either watching this live right now or who happens upon this episode later, uh, what uh, what would you what would you like to end on? Uh, <laughs> I listen, man. I I don't have much other than like I don't know. Just be good. Just be a good person. You know, that's all I have, and that's that's all that's ever gotten me to where I am today. Like literally, like if we follow the history of me being an immigrant here and it's, just, it's literally just been, I've gotten so many opportunities out of just being a good person. That's, that's, that's all it is, man. And people are always asking for business advice or they're asking for streaming advice. And all I can say is the best thing that I ever learned was literally just be a good person, be yourself, be a good person. That's it. Um, that's it. That, yeah, that's the cheat code. That's that's my cheat code was just to be nice to people, obviously, without any ulterior motives, you know. <laughs>